0: we have got so much to talk about there is so much to go through here Uh, we are of course talking about clash at the castle we're going to do the full review for clash at the castle um a lot to go through Uh, i must admit i think my initial reaction just to put it out there i think my initial reaction is one of disappointment i think the way the show ends and i was not a big drew fan But I think the fact that he didn't win, I can live with. But you need to give me something if he doesn't win. If he doesn't win, I need something monumental. I need maybe Bray coming back or I need the game changing. I need something that's going to make me want to tune into Raw, make me want to tune into SmackDown, make me want to... Really like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Where's this story going? Not a song, right? Not a song, not American Pie, which is great because normally that comes after Tyson Fury winning. Tyson Fury, undefeated in boxing, goes to the ring, does his thing, wins his fight, sings American Pie. Doesn't really hit the same if it comes after someone not losing. Like, like the whole, I feel like this whole event built up to this crescendo. It built up to this moment where it's all about Drew. It really felt, I mean, there's some moments where he's got claymores and you're like, this is it. That moment where Solo Sokoa pulls the ref out the ring. I thought that was it. I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of Roman's title reign. I had no doubt. I was like, there it is. I, there was I just didn't see it. I, I didn't see it. I didn't see Solo Sokoa getting involved, grabbing a leg or anything like this. Totally blindsided me. I love them for that. I love I was blindsided. But I mean, it was only moments later. Roman gets the win. We get the song. There's so much to go through. I feel like the UK has somehow upset Triple H. I feel like we've upset Triple H and I don't know why or how because Pete Dunne was not out there for very long. Sheamus loses. Uh, Shayna Baszler, that was trained by Billy Robinson, who's arguably the greatest British wrestler of all time, he, he trained Shayna Baszler. She lost clean. Uh, then, obviously, the main event went the, main, the, the, the way the main event went. And then, like, the whole thing ends with a flipping song. Like, I don't know what we've done. I don't know what we've done. We had to wait 30 years. And then when they came back, they gave us a song. So I don't know. I just I don't know. Well, what, what I will say, right, is my initial gut reaction is, oh, right. Oh, God, I feel like the end of that show's a real bang right in the midsection. But um, if you actually go through the show, there's actually quite a bit of positive stuff to take away. Uh, some really good stuff. And I would imagine everyone that went had a really, really good time. So I certainly hope they did. Came across, the crowd were great. Uh, one of the biggest positives was the crowds. I mean, the rest of it is out of our control. And I don't think many of us would have booked that finish. But um, let, let's go through it. Let's go through it. We'll see what your scores are. I just want to give you my initial reaction. My initial reaction is I feel like I've been punched in the stomach um, because that ending is just surreal. It's, it's Lex Luger, 93. It's we've lost the match, but let's have a song anyway. Uh, uh, right. Anyway, uh, we begin with uh, the kickoff show, and we've got Leon Edwards backstage with Liv Morgan. This is really cool because I didn't expect Leon Edwards to be there. Uh, Leon Edwards, the new UFC welterweight champion. We did the watch along on the channel for his uh, for that event for his fight. I freaked out. He's from Birmingham. He was losing the fight, wins the title with about 30 seconds left. Well, I think it's about 57 seconds actually, but just incredible moment. That actually has not had enough press over here. I haven't seen enough people talking about it, but it was great that uh, WWE acknowledged that. And I think that was probably because of their relationship with BT Sport. BT Sport over here do show UFC as well. So uh, I think they probably have that relationship. So this was just a little throwaway thing, but I thought it was so cool that Leon Edwards was there. This was a, a good way to uh, start the show. Uh, then we had our kickoff show match, and our kickoff show match gave us our first real glimpse at the entranceway. Now, the entranceway wasn't a massive stage. We did kind of know that, though, because social media kind of shows us the staging before we actually, like, get to the show. So uh, we knew that this wasn't, like, a massive stage, but it was an entranceway. It had, like, LED screens on the ground, LED screens on the side. Um, and uh, it was great for what it needed to be. This came across fine, to be honest. I-, I think I do wish there was a bit of a titantron. Because whenever there was, like, big entrances, I-, I felt like I did miss that big stage. I felt I missed it. But the reason I took this picture is because it feels very Royal Rumble, Madison Square Garden. Feels very old school, Madison Square Garden, Royal Rumble 2000. Do you remember the one that had the taxi at the top Um, and like WrestleMania 10? Like a real narrow entranceway with like people either side. Very much that vibe, uh, but just a much longer uh, walkway down to the ring. Of course, this was a stadium. And uh, yeah, I took this picture because like, look how close the crowd are. It looked good. It looked good. And what was above the ring, which we'll look at in a second, looked great. That came across great. But I think I would have liked a bit more of a stage, but not a problem. Not a problem at all. Um, first match, really good. Really, really good. I probably would be around a three seven five kind of area for the first match. This was on the kickoff show. Fast-paced, loads of energy. Madcap was brilliant. He was on fire. Montez uh, on fire as well. Wins it with a frog splash. Big, big frog splash. Didn't outstay its welcome. Not the longest of matches. Perfect for a kickoff show. Lovely stuff. No complaints. I even had people in our watch long saying this was one of the best kickoff matches they have ever seen. They were loving this. So uh, a lot of praise for the kickoff show. A lot of praise for the kickoff uh, show match. And, uh, you know, it was good to set the scene. Uh, then we saw during the kickoff show as well, Roman Reigns arriving, uh, and arriving on his own. Uh, there was no Usos. There was no Paul Heyman. There was no honorary Us. Roman was seemingly because, uh, of what Drew had done on SmackDown, going to have to do this on his own. That was a really nice coach as well, by the way. Uh, it looked really nice. Well, as soon as the doors opened, like and you had a little look inside, it felt quite classy. So, uh, yeah, Roman arriving during the uh, kickoff show. Then the show began. So everything we've looked at up until this point was pre-show. That was kickoff show. Uh, what we got now was the actual intro. Now, the actual intro, I must admit, I think they really could have paid homage a little more to Summerslam 92 we did not have the Drew's gonna win whether he wants to or not we didn't get that that is such an iconic moment that I feel like that should have been like nodded at in some way um but it wasn't and we didn't actually get any interviews with crowd as they were coming in uh the video package we got was a few shots of like inside a castle and then it was just cut with very generic footage of the superstars Um, It was all right. Not really anything special. No different to like the opening to say a Hell in a Cell or an Elimination Chamber. Considering it's been 30 years, I did expect something a bit special here. Um, To be honest, all I needed was someone to give me that line. I just needed someone outside as they were going in to say Drew's going to win whether he wants to or not. And that would have been a lovely little nod back to SummerSlam 92, but we never got that. This was just a very generic. Well, it's not generic. I suppose in a way it was Clash at the Castle themed, but my point is, there didn't feel like there was anything special. I don't. It, this show, in a way, other than the crowds, it didn't feel like this was thirty years of WWE saving up. Do you know what I mean? Lots of creative ideas, and it's been thirty years. It just felt like a show in a stadium. With an amazing crowd. The crowd were brilliant. If you if you are watching this and you as part of that crowd, you did your job. You came across really, really well. So you did your job. But um I just don't know that the show gave you really much to get behind. But uh there definitely was moments. Um as we said, this was the thing that was above the ring. This was the kind of castle, if you will, that they constructed. It's just giant LED screens. Um, and it, they, it, this was great. This worked really well in the absence of an entrance stage. This was having to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Whenever someone came out, their graphics were shown on there. And that's what we would see at home. This in many ways acted as the entrance stage. And you'll see an example of that in our very next image, because when Bailey, EO, and Dakota came out, that's what we saw at home. So uh, you can see damage control written on the screens. And I'm showing this because they did display damage control for Bailey, EO and Dakota. Damage control was shown on the screens. They they weren't called damage control, but damage control was very much displayed. So uh, that is their name of their group, seemingly. But uh, they're still being called EO Sky Dakota Kai and Bailey individually. They're still being called that individually, which I think is just a bit weird, to be honest. Like, why have the screens say damage control, but then they don't actually get referred to as damage control? Weird. But uh, here you can see the screens saying damage control, but those ones that are above the ring, the ones that I'm literally pointing at now on YouTube, uh, that is that castle that's above the ring. That is not like an entranceway. That is that big LED castle that we literally just looked at. Uh, This one. Uh, That one there. So uh, that changes when the superstars come out. And that's what it looked like when Damage Control made their way out. So uh, this first match seemed to go on for quite a while, to be honest. But well done, crowds. Well done. I've been giving you props and I'll give you props all night long because one of the very first kind of moments that we got was the crowd Doing the Hey, Hey, Bailey. Ooh, ah, uh, I want to know, will you be my girl? Mm-hmm. Hey, Hey, Bailey. I can't remember where that was from. I can't remember what show that's from. I don't know if it's a Raw. I don't know if it was even NXT London, TakeOver London. I can't remember where the Hey, Bailey chants come from, but um, I remember them. I absolutely remember them. They must have been a Raw or a SmackDown. But uh, brilliant, brilliant. And brilliant that the crowd remembered as well. uh, Because I'd forgotten about that chant. Uh, But Bailey was like, shut up, shut up. And she was proper playing into it. And it was brilliant. Really, really good. So uh, crowd setting the scene uh, nice and early. As I said, this match kind of went on for a while. It was a little bit botchy in places. Nothing too bad, but... I don't know, there was just like some moments that just didn't really quite grab me. I was really waiting for it to go into a different gear. I kind of feel like the crowd, we weren't really getting This Is Awesome chance, or even getting close to This Is Awesome chance. For me, this is a very middle of the road, could have been on Raw kind of a match. Um, If the first match was 3-7-5, this one's probably about a three, maybe 3-2-5 at best. So, um, this was not as good as the kickoff show match, to be honest for me. So, um, a moonsault from EO. Bailey is the one that gets the pin. One thing I will say here is Bailey getting the pin on Bianca definitely opens up the argument that she should get a title shot. So, I do expect that to be in the storyline. I do expect Bailey now to claim that because she got the pin, she should be the one that now gets a title opportunity. So I am expecting that to be a story going forwards. Um, this was all right. I think that um, it's lost in the shuffle. There's other matches. I would say majority of matches, actually, that eclipse this one, but did its job, started the show, and uh, on we move. Uh, we saw a little video package for Cody next, and these packages were dotted throughout the night. Not Not all Cody. Uh, there was uh, some for the Usos and whatever, but I thought the Cody one was interesting because we were seeing some footage that we haven't seen before. And actually, I'm only just noticing now, but this dude, whoever he is, seems to have the million-dollar championship on his wall. So this must be like a go-to guy for WWE. This must be someone that they send to. Is that even a picture of Seth in the background? <laughs> like, honestly, I'd never, I did not pick up on this at the time because it's on screen for all of a second. But I took, like, screenshots, and now I'm looking at it. I'm sure that that is Seth. Uh, I can't point to it, but uh, behind him. And then that is clearly a million-dollar championship that's on his wall, Uh, and that's clearly Cody Rhodes on his bench. So um, he's got – must have a very good relationship with WWE. But we were seeing some uh, images and footage here of Cody being rehabbed that we have not seen before. So, um, yeah, you know, just a little video package just reminding you that, like, Cody Rhodes exists, which is nice. So then uh, we went backstage earlier today. This was our first glimpse of Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury shaking hands with uh, Drew McIntyre earlier today. We knew that Tyson Fury would be ringside, so this wasn't a surprise, but it was just nice. Um, I didn't know how many times we would see Tyson or what his involvement would be, but this is him shaking hands with uh, Drew. And as I said, it was cool. Uh, And then we would uh, go straight to ringside and there he would be, Tyson Fury, getting a really good reaction from the crowd. But again, we knew that he was going to be there. So uh, this wasn't in any way uh, a surprise. This next moment, uh, honestly, uh, people told me <clears throat> that she did say family, but I swear I did not hear her say family. It sounded to me like she said, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog. And I was like, what? And genuinely, I was watching it going, have they done like a hologram like Paul Bearer? Or have they got like a CGI British Bulldog? Or like, what are they doing? And she said that. And then she went, and also, Brett, Hitman Hearts. And then we just went to Brett. So, I don't know. People in the chat were saying to me, she does say, please help me welcome the family of the British Bulldog. But that word family, I did not pick up on it at all. Did not pick up on it. And I went on social media, and there was plenty of people on there as well that were going, did she just say... Like, welcome the British Bulldog. Like, I don't know. Enough people told me that she did say family to make me believe that she did. But either way, I'm just telling you how I reacted live. I did not catch her say family. And I was like, wow, have they done like a hologram? Have they done CGI? What is it? And it was nothing. But um, we did get Bret Hart. That was amazing. I was hoping to see him. That was cool. Um, I actually think I've met the guy sat next to Bret Hart as well. Long story. But um I've got a feeling he's like uh, a guy from the UK. He's um a big he was a big fan of Brett and somehow got in touch with him, met up with him and they hit it off. And I swear I've met him. I swear I've met that guy sat sat next to Bret Hart. Um a, a lovely guy by the way. Amazing guy. Lovely, lovely. You could you can totally if you ever meet him, you can see why they hit it off. He is such a lovely gentle kind person like um he was great he was great so as soon as i saw that i was like i think i know him um and then brett and then is that is that dana or diana hart that was at SummerSlam 92 because i never got quite the look at her face but i'm guessing it is i'm guessing that's his former wife his you know i think they did split before he passed but I think they were married until, I don't know, 2000. He passed away in 2002 or something. But I think she is the one that was in the ring at SummerSlam 92. So that's really cool. That's really, really cool. I mean, just having Brett there was great. I really hoped he would be. And um, he was. And he was sat at ringside. And it was really cool that he was there. So WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Brett Hart in attendance. <laughs> Uh, Next up, we went to our next match. This was the Gunther match. And we did get a little surprise at this point. Giovanni Vinci, who I believe used to be called Fabian Eitner. He was uh, introduced as Giovanni Vinci. And uh, Imperium are back together. So I don't know if this was one night only. I don't know if he has been called up. I don't know what is happening. But uh, Imperium, they were called imperium as well um this could be a problem gunther having a couple of guys again and imperium getting back together they could uh that could i mean imagine if you do bloodline versus imperium i don't know how you would do that because bloodline has uh, grown by an extra person tonight but man you could do some fun stuff you could do uh hit row against imperium you could do Judgment Day Imperium, like uh, there's quite a few options. New Day Imperium, if uh, Biggie uh, does ever return. But um, yeah, Giovanni Vinci called up with, uh, man, it's so hard to remember their names. Ludwig Kaiser, because Giovanni Vinci used to be Fabian Eichner, and Ludwig Kaiser used to be Marcel Bartel, I believe his name was. So yeah, um, lots of name changes here. Even uh, Gunther used to be Volta. So uh, even that changed. But uh, yes, this was uh, nice to see him back in the fold. Uh, Then uh, we got Brawling Brutes coming down. The match was about to get started. Uh, I didn't get a great screenshot of this, but basically Pete Dunne, who was extra fired up, he launched himself onto uh, Imperium. Those guys, I think, go Brawling out back because we never see them again. I mean, Pete Dunne, Ridge Holland... Um, Giovanni Vinci, uh, uh, Fabian Eichner, um, uh Ludwig Kaiser—they all disappear. It is literally just left to Gunther and Seamus. So I think all those extra bodies just end up going. Uh, so uh, yeah, not. I was really hoping for a great moment for Pete Dunne, and it never arrives. We never get that moment for Pete Dunne. We never get the Bruiser weight. I wanted him to put the mouthpiece in and do the double, the double fist thing, and everything. Um, we never got any of that. I feel like that was something that Triple H could have easily given us. Triple H could have easily given us a moment here where Pete Dunne returned. Never got it. So this was a bit of a oh, this was a bit of a shame not getting anything more for Pete Dunne. But the match is fantastic. Um, I don't know what people are going to score this. To be honest, I'm going to tell you that for me, it's a four. So I could go to a 4-2-5. I could could go to a 4-2-5, actually. By by the end of it, once all is said and done, I could be around a 4-2-5. So this is is absolutely either the best or the second best match on this show. Um, Gunther against Sheamus, they absolutely rip into each other. There are massive chops. There are big let's-go Sheamus chants. The crowd are absolutely... With uh, Sheamus here, firmly behind him, and uh, he's getting chopped away. And you can see his chest absolutely battered and chopped, and there's welts and oh, it's uh, there's big. This is awesome. Chance from the crowd. This is two guys just absolutely going at it. There's nothing here that's you know jazzed up or like flips or anything like this is two guys just chopping and hitting and just hurling each other onto commentary tables you got Seamus with his clubbing blows big power moves loads of stuff going on in here but the end result is that um you know this was a great match they really went after each other There's a brilliant moment where Sheamus gets the, is it the Celtic cross? It's like a razor's edge and uh, he manages to hit it. Gunther is uh, pretty exhausted anyway. He hits this big move, feels like it could be a win for Sheamus, but it's only a two and uh, the match continues. There's a hellacious clothesline uh, from Gunther and uh, Gunther gets the win And uh, honestly, this match, as I said, for me, 4.25. Absolutely brilliant. An absolute highlight of the show. And then a moment after that I thought was great as well was Sheamus getting this reaction, getting this moment. Sheamus has spent pretty much all of his career as a heel. So to have the crowd cheering for him, to have this moment right here uh, was absolutely brilliant. Sheamus doesn't actually stay in this moment for very long. I felt that he could have milked it even more. Maybe he was, but we were just looking at replays and whatever. But um, this is nice. This is a really, really great moment. Seeing Seamus get in the adulation of the crowd and seeing the crowd react to Seamus in this way was really, really cool. It was really cool. So um, I really like this. And you can see from the image if you're watching on YouTube, because this will be on Spotify and, you know, there is the podcast that goes out on the various uh, podcast platforms. So the audio to this will go on there. But if you are watching live on YouTube, then uh, we've got this right here. Seamus uh, looking out at uh, the crowd as the crowd are on their feet applauding him. And it was just, it was just a really, really nice moment. Uh, and you can see uh, Seamus just kind of uh, soaking it up. You can see the end of the match. His chest is red, the marks all over his body. He has absolutely been at war. Got a video package again, we had one for Cody earlier, then we moved on to one for the Usos. These weren't really serving any purpose other than just kind of telling us about the superstars, it was just a profile on them, but it was something that we picked up on for the SummerSlam review, and uh, they were doing more of them here, so we had Cody, we had Usos, I can't remember if there was any others, but um, yeah, it was cool, I, I ain't got an issue with them. Leon Edwards again in the crowd. Um, Great, as I said, saw him on the pre-show. If you missed the pre-show and just watched the main show, then uh, this was Leon getting his moment to shine, holding up that UFC championship, UFC welterweight champion in the house. Uh, Really, really cool. Really, really cool. Next match, and the reason I've got this image is because uh, that, immediately to me stood out as Liv uh, paying homage to Sensational Sherry. If you look at Sensational Sherry from uh, SummerSlam 92, then uh, you'll see that she was wearing white. And it was not, it was similar-ish. But um, uh, that to me straight away jumped out as being, as soon as I saw it, I, I thought Sensational Sherry. The one thing I didn't know was did Sensational Sherry wear the white gear I was thinking of at SummerSlam 92? And uh, people looked into it and told me she did. So I very much feel like that was Liv paying homage to Sensational Sherry. Someone in the chat, I wish I had written it down, but someone in the chat said that Adrian Street, uh, he was someone that used to wear wear like uh, skull and wings and had it on his face paint and... Uh, and apparently Shayna Baszler had that on the front of her top as well. So it seems like Liv was paying homage to Sensational Sherry and SummerSlam 92. And it seems like uh, Shayna was paying homage to Adrian Street. Um, there's not much to say here, uh, to be honest, because this is a match which I think lets the show down a bit. Um, Shayna Baszler's a killer UFC uh level martial artist if you look at her social media she is constantly practicing looking into and just perfecting her technique she is someone that could tap out pretty much everyone in that women's division with the exception of ronda rousey this was always going to be hard to book um for me, this was going to need some school duggery, some outside interference, something along those lines. To see Liv beat Shayna clean, I just don't buy it. <laughs> I just don't buy it. It's as simple as that. I mean, they've done it. It's gone that way. Fine. I expected Liv to retain. I thought she would leave here with the belt, but I don't know. Uh, to me, I just, I can't get into this match. I mean, for me, this is like a 2.5. There's nothing here that's, that I was crazy about. Um, seeing Liv pin Shayna clean is just, in my eyes, it's silly. This this whole Liv title reign is dead to me. It's just dead. I just really, I just want the belt offer because the SummerSlam thing was botched. This is just unrealistic. And uh, this whole reign, uh, to be honest, even the crowd were like, Shayna was getting some booze. So I thought, oh, they'll be heavily behind Liv. I don't know if it just wasn't coming across on TV, but the Liv reaction was not the crowd going crazy. And when Liv wins, it's a gentle, like, you know what I mean? There is not people exploding. There is not this explosion of joy that Liv has done it, you know? I feel like... Liv's got a fans. They're going to love this. But the majority of people are just watching this. You know, Liv says, watch me. That's what people are doing. They're not cheering. They're not booing. They're watching. It's very middle of the road. It's very middle of the road. Um, I think we can definitely put this belt on someone that's going to get a bigger reaction. I, I'm, I'm not a Liv hater. I was saying this beforehand. I actually think she is someone that's got a lot of promise, a lot of potential. I just think they they keep ruining this title reign. I think it was ruined at SummerSlam. Um, and so I think this was always going to be a challenge. Uh, and then we get here and then this happens. And seeing her pin Shayna clean, I just can't buy it. Shayna was one of the most dominant uh, NXT champions she is a former UFC fighter. She's even stepped in the octagon with uh, Amanda Nunes. If you know a little bit about Shayna's background, she's trained over in Japan. And like I know that they've done a couple of videos uh, showing us riddle training with Liv, but in no world is it believable that Liv can pick up the skills to beat Shayna in like a few weeks. So uh, it was one of those. It went away that I wasn't surprised. I think what surprised me was that they didn't do a better job of protecting Shayna. Like Shayna lost clean to live. That's going to be hard for her to live down, to be honest. That's going to be hard for her to accept. And hopefully this all I don't know, make her a badass again. Perhaps this all force her to buck her ideas up. I don't know. Because there was some uh, videos of Rhonda trying to work with Shayna. And Shayna was like, ah, it's only live. Don't worry about it. It's only live. Forget about it. So uh, I, I kind of felt it was going to go this way, but I thought they would protect Shayna better than they did because they didn't. She lost clean and, don't know, not, uh, not really uh, to my taste. Let's put it that way. So I would say this was about a 2.5. So really right now we've had our first match that was like a 3. We've had our second match that was like a 4 or a 4-2-5. we our thir- third match that was like maybe a 2.5. Um, So you can see that we're not really knocking it out of the park at the moment. WWE is not really giving this crowd much to get their teeth into. So, um, yeah, a a struggle for the live crowd. But when the live crowd had something to get their teeth into, they absolutely delivered. Next up, we had uh, Adrian Street in the crowd. Uh, This was great. It was great seeing Adrian Street. To be honest, I didn't hear the crowd reaction to this. So I don't know if he got the crowd reaction he deserved. But this is one of the most important British wrestlers of all time. He made my top 10 uh, British wrestlers of all time. He is undeniably the most important, I think, Welsh wrestler of all time. I'm trying to think if there was any other Welsh wrestlers that could pip him. But to my knowledge, there's no one bigger than Adrian Street. So... I, I did say going into this, I hope we see Bret Hart. I hope we see Adrian Street. Those were the two that I really wanted to be honoured. And those are actually the two that probably got honoured the most, along with Leon Edwards, uh, which I never really thought of. But um, yeah, this was great. This was really cool. This is props to Triple H for this one. Definitely. Next, uh, we move on to uh, Judgment Day against Ray and um, Edge. Edge came out with a mask on, which was uh, a bit weird, a bit crazy. Uh, came down. I'm sure Mattel were loving it because Mattel are going to want to make figures of uh, uh, this. And, uh, you know, there'll be a few attires here that Mattel want to make figures of. Maybe that live one, for example, and the Shayna one. But uh, definitely this Edge one. Edge in a mask is uh, one they're absolutely going to want to make. So, uh, yeah, Edge came out in this uh, mask. And um, oh, I've got another little complaint here. The match got underway. Judgment Day: uh, Damian Priest and uh, Finn taking on Ray and uh, Edge with Dominic at ringside. This spot here, I flipping hate this. I-, I hate this spot anyway. This is where like people jump over to the outside and land on wrestlers that are waiting. And uh, the problem with this spot was that Edge picked up Ray and momentarily had to kind of reposition himself before, I think, he hurling Ray to the outside. That took a process, that took a bit of time. And so it meant that Judgment Day literally had to do that, stand on the outside and wait. And it's not loads, there's like, you know, a few seconds, but it's enough time, no, no doubt in my mind, it's enough time for them to move out the way. There is... No reason for them to have a wrestler thrown on top of them. Zero reason because there was ample time for them to move out the way. If this was all done really quickly, then you'd be like, okay, cool. But it wasn't. If you go back and watch it, they are having to stand there and wait for this person to be thrown on them. Um, I found I, I hate that spot anyway. I hate it when it's done badly. And this was not a good example of that spot which I don't even like when it's done well, to be honest, because I just think it looks so fake and phony and rubbish. But um, yeah, a little bit of a moan in this one. But uh, the rest of the match, you know, was largely all right. Um, I think that this was fairly middle of the road, probably like three, again, 3 two, 5 Maybe I would just put it above the women's match at the start. Definitely better than Liv Shayna. But uh, so I'd probably go like three, two, five around that kind of ballpark. Nowhere near Gunther and Sheamus. Absolutely nowhere near. Um, nice spear by uh, Edge through the ropes into Damian Priest. That knocks uh, Damian Priest to the outside. There was six, one, nine. So there's a few different moves that we got. And uh, bottom line is that it's a victory for uh, the face team. So it was Edge and it was Ray that were celebrating. What was really cool about this is you could see Dominic was quite happy for them and he'd been trying to help them during the match. Um, so a lot of people said, is Dominic going to turn and join Judgment Day? But to be honest, like watching Dominic during the match, it made me think, nah, probably not because he's he- he's clearly helping Ray and he's clearly helping Edge. So I was like, nah, I don't think he will. But um this was a better way of doing it actually, because he look, he really wants to celebrate with them, but Ray and Edge are celebrating with each other. In many ways, it's Ray and Edge that turn on Dominic. like they're not all in this together. it's It's just like Ray and Edge celebrating over there. and Dominic's just on his own over there. Like, I can totally understand why Dominic was upset. I can totally understand. Um, And he does get upset. He gets upset to the point where he lays out Edge, low blow, low blow to Edge. Ray is heartbroken. He tries to be like, Dominic, what have you done? What have you done? Dominic then clothesline to his dad. His dad goes down. This was the biggest shock, the biggest moment on the show up to this point. Um, I like it. Uh, To be honest, I think Dominic's very stale. I think he needs a refresh. I think he needs something to get his teeth into. And uh, I think this moment here was a nice moment. And you can see the reaction in the background. People have got their hands on their heads. They can't believe it. I don't know that Dominic turning is the biggest shock in the world. I don't know that it's the biggest surprise, but uh, it happened. And I didn't hate it. At all. Um, and so this is where we are, you know. Dominic walks off, fine specimen of a man, um, WWE superstar right there. And uh, you know, lots of boos, people saying you're a disgrace, all of this. You know, was it a heat of the moment thing? Will he join Judgment Day now? Like what is Dominic gonna go on to do? What where where is he going from here? It's it's really interesting. I don't know where he goes from here. My gut feeling is that he will be in conversations with Judgment Day tonight and he will be unveiled as their newest member and he will join the Judgment Day. Um, I just hope that they can make him interesting. Uh, I really want him to stand on his own two feet. I think being with his dad was not helping him because he will always be seen as less than because his dad is just one of the biggest icons. So, you know, and he is just not... so. He needed to stand on his own two feet, so I'm I'm very interested to see where we're going to go with this. Uh, this show desperately needed this kind of a moment. In all fairness, I mean, look, no Charlotte, no Sasha and Naomi, no Bray Wyatt, no Braun Strowman. Like there is there is very little, you know. Up until this point, we've had what Giovanni Vinci. I don't think that's going to get the pulses racing. So it needed this moment. There was people that were not feeling it, but listen, uh, Dominic was stale. We need a refresh, so I'm all right with it. Then we got our uh, attendance announced, and it was uh, 62,296. I thought they missed an opportunity here to have someone actually announce the attendance that was a celebrity. I think, like, uh, Kane did it at SummerSlam. So, you know, we could have... uh, This was a great opportunity to have... Tegan Knox, you know, Tegan Knox. If you don't want to bring her back as an active superstar, why not say, ladies and gentlemen, former WWE superstar, Tegan Knox, and have Tegan come out and like the crowd would give us such a great reaction. And then she could be like, you know, say the attendance. So she would still be on the show. It would be a nice way to recognize her. You don't need to use her any more than that, but it just gives her a moment. I mean, imagine being Tegan Knox. Imagine being one. I mean, there's only been a handful of Welsh wrestlers that have made it to WWE. Imagine being a Welsh wrestler who was on the main roster, not that long ago, last year, if that, maybe even early this year. I can't remember when she was let go, but either way, she was let go within the past, say 12 months. And, within that time here they are in cardiff doing the biggest show in 30 years and you are not on that card it, it, heartbreaking just can't even begin to kind of sum up how she must be feeling it's just incredible that uh they couldn't find anything for her because she's even if she's not an active star now she's still a former wwe superstar I mean, it's not a problem to announce her as a former star. Bret Hart's there. He's a former star. So I don't know. I don't know why we couldn't have put her out there, to be honest. Unless there was some travel issues or something. I don't know. But yeah, I thought they could have done something there with her or Paige or they could have had someone, you know, of note. But it was just the ring announcer that did it. Uh, Right, next we went to a co-main event. This was Riddle and Seth. This is a good match, actually. I reckon this is about a 3-7-5. I still don't think this is better than Gunther and Seamus. I really don't. I really, really don't. I think that this has some great moments, but I don't think it's better. Uh, Riddle comes out looking like um, Patrick, is it, from Spongebob, and actually uh, they even comment about that on commentary so uh, even Corey Graves comes out and said, we told him we were going to Cardiff, not Bikini Bottom. So uh, even they make reference to it. Uh, what's really cool is uh, the next one, which is Seth Rollins. There are pictures doing the rounds on social media. I didn't get a chance actually to grab one. I wonder if I can, if I can do it now, I will do it now for you. But if you are watching live, I'm going to do this. I'm doing this live because uh, I really want to show you this image. Um, this is Seth Rollins, and there is the picture doing the rounds. If you are watching on YouTube, then you will be able to see Elton John. Elton John with uh, an attire almost identical. Flames, wings, horns, heart-shaped glasses. It it, it must, it's got to be based on that. It's got to be. Why... Seth Rollins wanted to have an attire based on Elton John. I really, really don't know. But it's funny because I did mention Elton John during the watch along because the flares, like the glasses, but also the fact that the outfit was flared straight away made me think 70s. If ever you see flares, which is where, you know, like it's not doesn't fit the body as so you get to the uh, kind of cuffs and uh, down by the ankles, it kind of, you know, flares out. It becomes like quite big. Um, as soon as you see flares, that's a very 70s thing. And with the glasses as well, I was thinking, I said out and John, I was like, it's like, I don't know, Disco Inferno. Did Disco Inferno ever wear this? The first thing I thought was the the devil. As soon as you see him, you're like, has he come dressed as the devil? And then I was thinking, like, is it Disco Inferno? There's been a bit of stuff online about Disco Inferno. Is there a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Disco Inferno, maybe? And then I was like, flares, glasses, Elton John? And then someone, like, found that picture, and it's like, okay, so it is Elton John then. So Seth was wearing attire that was based on Elton John. Riddle was wearing attire based on Patrick from uh, Spongebob Squarepants. So I don't know. I don't know what was going on here. But um, yeah, the match was really good. Um, there's a really good moment where uh, Seth is talking to Riddle and uh, he actually says, like, um, this is why like they left you. This is why your family uh, left you kind of a thing. This I think he said, this is why she left you. This is why the kids don't want to see you. Like, that kind of personal stuff we saw in the interview was being said in the ring as well so yeah it was cool there were some nice moments in this um it was a really good moment where i think riddle had a triangle and then it was turned into like a bit of a styles clash type move and um you know these two are both very very highly skilled obviously riddle someone that's been in the ufc as well so he's got uh, a great skill set which might not be professional wrestling. You know, it might not be as technical mat-wise as Seth, but Riddle has certainly got a lot of combat skills, triangles, submissions, grappling. He definitely brings a lot to the table, and this was a really good match. I know that Seth wanted to steal the show. I don't think he succeeded. For me, this is probably the third best match. Then you've got Seamus Gunther, and I think the main event takes it. I really think the main event was the best match of the night for me. Uh, This ends with a curb stomp. I think it was, there was a curb stomp, which Riddle kicks out of. There's another curb stomp, which is off like the middle rope. And uh, that's the one that ends up putting him away. Uh, Seth goes away quite happy with himself. You can see that Riddle is absolutely gutted. And uh, that was it. I mean, you do wonder if like anything's going to happen um i didn't like expect the fiend or anything like that but you do wonder like is that it is is that all we're getting here i did predict that seth would win because i thought seth will win here and then they'll do the rematch for extreme rules and i still think that's what they're doing i think they'll do the rematch at extreme rules and i think that uh riddle will get the victory there so seth wins here riddle will win extreme rules I don't know where we... Uh, do we blow it off maybe in Saudi Arabia? I could see that. I think Riddle will win the feuds, but uh, it just means that uh, Seth wins tonight. And in all fairness, Seth lo- lost at the Rumble against Royal Rumble. Huh? He lost at the Rumble against Roman Reigns. Too many R's. Royal Rumble, Roman Reigns. He lost at the Rumble against Roman. He lost at WrestleMania against Cody. He lost at WrestleMania Backlash against Cody. He lost at uh, Hell in a Cell against Cody. So he's been on uh, not the best of runs. So he needed the win here. Then we were backstage with uh, Tyson Fury and Roman. This was interesting. I thought that Fury would be against Roman, to be honest. I didn't really expect to see him chatting away to the tribal chief. But uh, here we were. He was in his locker room. He was having a little chat. And it seemed like Roman was enjoying himself. So whatever, fair play. Then we got to our main event. So uh, I know we've been like reviewing this for nearly 50 minutes, but I'm sure you understand this was a pay-per-view. So lots to talk about. First UK pay-per-view. I wanted to try and cover as many points as possible. We are going to get your scores, your thoughts, look at your comments. This will be a slightly longer review uh, than usual as a result. But we are at the main event. And um, Broken Dreams, yeah. I mean, it just feels like a lot of this show was... Uh, in the neighborhood but just off for example broken dreams why did drew not come out to broken dreams it's not a song that i care for Uh, a lot of people were saying are you gonna freak if it's broken dreams the answer was no i don't care but there was enough people that wanted it and drew had been teasing it that i was like well it's gonna happen i totally expect broken dreams but what they did was a video package and they had broken dreams playing on that instead So Broken Dreams plays, but it's just over a little video package. And then we go into Drew's normal entrance music. Drew comes out to uh, his normal theme and uh, comes down with his sword, stands in the corner, holds holds that in the air. Pyro goes up. Crowder absolutely behind him. Crowder really behind him. There's a, oh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, Drew McIntyre. The thing is, the crowd have had moments to chant and get involved in. Not loads, in all fairness. I really think this was a crowd that the more you gave them, the more they would have rewarded you. If you gave them great action, moments to chant about, things to get involved with, they would have given you that. But there was a lot of stuff here which I just kind of thought was plodding at times. You know, I mean, as I said, first match three out of five, uh, third match, two and a half, uh fourth match was about three, two, five. like you know, this was not you know every match knocking it out of the park by any means. This was uh, substantially below SummerSlam in in that regard but but I can't stress enough, none of this is the crowd's fault. None of it is the crowd's fault. Crowd were absolutely here for it, and this is a great example. They were right behind right behind drew mcintyre so uh drew comes out getting uh, great reaction roman comes out roman no friends lol uh on his own all by himself no hayman no usos i said it feels weird like not having someone holding up the belts for him it just felt really strange but uh he didn't he didn't have anyone holding up the belts for him and um yeah a weird look look really really strange Um, Um, But he came out, he was on his own. What follows is a really, really, really great match. This is a really great match. We could be at like 425, 4.5. That's where I am for the main event. Even the finish, I don't care about the finish. I thought the whole thing was great. Um, Crowds are vocal. They're really with uh, Drew. Really, really with Drew. uh, Every single step of the way. Um, cheering him on um, just brilliant yeah right behind him so many great moments there was a, a lovely headbutt, which uh, came across so well on tv I don't know what it was like in the stadium but on tv it came across really really well loads of close calls as well like pinfalls and everything lots of drama fighting on the outside fighting on the inside one thing I didn't get a screenshot of was carrying cross who at one point throws a bottle at Drew and um Drew goes over has a few words with him. We see that Carrion is in the front row. It's kind of teased that he might get involved, but actually he never does. He never did do- apart from throwing that bottle, there's nothing that little troublemaker. It's like, does that I mean what a what a scamp. He's in the front row and all he does is throw a bottle. I should imagine he threw the bottle and then like sat down. As Drew looked over, he was probably like, it's that person. It was that person over there, pointed over at the person next to them. Um, so, yeah, that was all that Carrion did. But uh, lots of great moments in this. Great drama. Crowd are absolutely there. Just lovely energy to this main event. Um, both guys, I think it was this headbutt, actually. So, bang, Glasgow kiss. Down goes Roman. Of course, Drew's pretty spent as well. He goes down. Main event gets plenty of time as well. We should say that. Um, and uh, A-Town down plays and down comes Theory. Austin Theory makes his way down and uh, goes to cash in his money in the bank briefcase, hands it to the ref over by the timekeeper's area. Out of nowhere, Tyson Fury, bang! Brilliant moment this was. Brilliant brilliant moment because this is what was missing to be honest you know drew and roman had had a great match it was really good but it just needed some to help it go to a different level and this helped it because all of a sudden oh my god Theory's is going to cash in i didn't think he would succeed but um he, i mean like as soon as he comes down and he goes to the timekeeper area and he goes to hand it in and no one was stopping him I must admit, as soon as we got to here, I was like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. No one's stopping him. But then that's when Tyson Fury gets up, bang, smacks him. Theory goes down. He never cashes in. So he's still got the briefcase. So uh, he, um, he's still got that. And uh, basically where we get to, I think there's like Superman punch. There's Spear. Um, Drew's getting his shoulder up. I think Drew hits a Claymore. Roman gets his shoulder up. Basically, there's another Claymore. It's it's monumental as well. He hits it perfectly. Roman is down. Roman is out. Um, and it's a one, two, and it's going to be a three. Roman is done. He is dead in the water. No one can save him now. One, two, and the ref gets pulled out the ring. I, I That is, without a shadow of a doubt, the closest Roman has ever come to losing the title since he had it. I was convinced it was done. I can't have been alone. I reckon 62,000 thought it was done as well. They built it to this beautiful crescendo. And it's one of those where, do you know what I mean? Like Drew's counting down the claymore, the crowd are counting with him. You just think to yourself, if he hits this, it's done. Like, Roman is out anyway. A Claymore puts him to bed, and he hits it. He hits it, and he pins it, and the ref's there. One, two, and the ref just disappears, and outside the ring, Solo, Sokoa. Solo, Sokoa. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Because we've been waiting for Solo to come to the main roster. He is... Uh, the cousin of the Usos, well, no, brother of the Usos, cousin of Roman Reigns, part of the waii family. Um, yeah, brilliant. Another member of the Bloodline has arrived. So, uh, loved it. Great way to debut him. Loved it. Um, the way it was done as well, I really thought Drew had it won. Um, and so basically, Drew gets distracted by Solo when he goes over, uh, gets caught with a spear, And it is a one, two, three. And I must admit, I was absolutely stunned. I was absolutely stunned. Roman Reigns retains. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was adamant that Drew was winning. I was adamant. Uh, My prediction videos have got Drew winning. I I didn't want Drew to win. I wasn't bothered about Drew winning. I actually wanted... I want Roman to get to a thousand days title reign. Um, So... I was adamant that uh, Drew was going to get both belts. I thought all of the video packages kind of hyping him up, hyping up the fact that, uh, you know, he won the belt and there was no one there at WrestleMania 36. All of this kind of stuff, it just really felt like this is his time. Um, And a lot of uh, video packages, first show in 30 years. If Drew's not winning, how are we going to end this show? How are we going to end this show? How do you end a show if Drew's not winning? Because surely the crowd are going to be like, oh, deflated. They're going to be really down. How do you end this show? I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm like, are they bringing Braun in early? Uh, Like, what are we doing? Like, uh, what are we doing? And Roman walks off. It leaves Drew in the ring. Tyson Fury gets in and he's like, pick yourself up, Drew. Pick yourself up. You didn't let anyone down. You had 62,000 people chanting your name. Do you know what we're going to do? This is what we're going to do. A long, long time ago, I can still remember. And he starts going into American pie. No word of a lie. American pie, right? Which I ain't got an issue with that song little bit strange maybe to uh, end a UK pay-per-view, first one in 30 years with American Pie, but it's a classic song. No one's got an issue with the song. It's just, he just lost. (laughs) He just lost. Like, a lot of people came here to see Roman dethroned, to see Drew win, and he just lost. Uh, Tyson Fury getting in there, and it just feels like, what are we meant to do? What are we meant to do? Like... he he lost we know that we need to send the crowd home happy we don't have like braun here we haven't got bray um we're gonna have to sing a song (laughs) we're gonna have to sing a song in all fairness it is something that tyson fury tends to do but as i said before at the very start of this he does it when he's won like he'll knock someone out And, like, you know, it's the best in the... The thing is, if you're the best in the world, if you've just shown your skills and shown that you are the best in the world, no one's going to begrudge you singing, are they? No one's going to begrudge you singing. And so, you know, sing your song, mate. You know, you knock yourself out, you've earned it. Here, Drew, yeah, all right, he's earned it. He's earned it. He did himself proud. It was a great match. But he's lost, this feels very Lex Luger 93. It's kind of like, you know, he didn't win the title. In fact, he didn't even win the match. So, but either way, let's have a sing-song. Let's, let's have a moment at the end where we all cheer and celebrate and act like it doesn't matter. But weird, really weird. I've got to imagine that if you was in the crowd, you were just a bit confused. I'm sure you enjoyed having a little sing-song if you was in the crowd, but I don't think any of us saw this coming. Oh, I didn't see this coming. Right, this is one of the weirdest endings to a pay-per-view ever. There's some really solid stuff here, like Gunther Sheamus is great. Seth Riddle, yep, delivers. Main event might be the best thing out of all of them. We uh, get Bret Hart at ringside. We get Adrian Street at ringside. Um, Dominic turns. Like, there are positives. There are things that stop this from being a dumpster fire, Right. In no way is this, like, a horrifically bad pay-per-view. But I just think there's a lot of missed opportunities. I think that there's there's no backstage interviews. There's no backstage interviews. At SummerSlam 92, we have Roddy Piper playing bagpipes. Do you know what I mean? We have, like, LOD, I think, coming to the ring on bikes. You've got the colour of the macho man and uh the ultimate warrior with their ring gears you've got outside interference with rick flair of course the the crown jewel on top the the thing is bulldog winning but i mean like i just this felt very i don't know lacked a bit of spectacle a bit of razzmatazz like why wasn't there a band that played why wasn't there um why did no one sing god save the queen why was there no backstage interviews to just break up the wrestling, 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 wrestling? Like, it was video packages, matches, video packages, matches, video packages, matches. Where was the mean gene backstage? Where was, I don't know, there was just like, it was weird. It was just a bit strange. It was just a bit I don't know, lifeless because that's not true because the crowd brought the life. And you know there were some really good matches here as well, but I just well, I don't know where was the spectacle? Where was I mean, we had Tyson Fury? I mean, even Lennox Lewis came down like waving the flag. We didn't even get that. We didn't even get like you know Drew just had to come out with his sword. But I mean like Lennox Lewis at SummerSlam came down wearing waving the Union flag. We didn't get any of that. There was no Union flag actually. There was no Union Jack Union flag being waved around. No God save the Queen. I don't even think we had fireworks shooting out of the stadium. I don't think there was anything like that. Even the pyro felt like it had been cut down on. So this was, my point is, 30 years we've waited. And I, I have to say this is below par. I have to say that for a 30-year wait... This is below par. I feel like the matches we got here are will stand up easily against SummerSlam 92 because SummerSlam 92 doesn't actually have many great matches. Main event, definitely. But once you go like into the undercard, it's a bit soft. But what that did have was it had Bobby the Brain Heenan on commentary wearing a crown with Vince McMahon. It had Roddy Piper playing bagpipes. Right. It had Lex Luger come into the ring with the British Bulldog waving the union flag. It had, you know, just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was in the sunshine as well. This was in a closed stadium. So I think that made it feel darker as well. It felt dark, whereas SummerSlam felt light and the light was coming in, whereas this felt quite dark and dreary. And I don't know. uh, I it's weird it sounds like i'm really really laying into the show for me personally this is like a 6 out of 10 maybe that's a bit harsh maybe it should be 625 6.5 somewhere around that ballpark i just think that yeah there's just things that are missing like where's the mean gene backstage interviewing getting that initial reaction as people come back through the curtain where's I don't know, it just felt really, I don't want to say low budgets. that's just not true, is it? But I don't know, perhaps some of you can put it into words better than me, but hopefully you get the point I'm making. So, uh, yeah, that was basically the show. We then got a press conference after. We're not going to spend too long on that, because I thought that was a bit of more of the same, really, missed opportunity. I, I kind of felt like Triple H did a decent job, and I thought Gunther did a decent job um but like roman came out and he was asked a question and he was like i think i want you to do what they wouldn't and that's acknowledge me which i didn't even understand what i didn't even understand and he got up and walked away um i I kind of feel like those press conferences are really good if if you treat them as a way to trend So, you know, have someone attack someone, have someone say something controversial, say something about AEW, like do something that's going to trend, that's going to grab people's attention. Um, There was this wasn't anything. I mean, the one thing I wrote down was Triple H said that there was people at today's show that traveled from 42 different countries, 42 different countries uh, and people were at today's show. And I was like, that's amazing because it shows, you know, Europe's amazing. It's, a, it's quite easy to get to. Uh, so not only was it like England, Scotland, Ireland, you know, Wales, Northern Ireland, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you've got people coming from all over Europe, people coming from everywhere. 42 countries came to this. <clears throat> Triple H was kind of saying that they'll look to do more, but I didn't hear anything that, you know, it's going to be a, a regular thing or anything like that. But, you know, I, I kind of felt like the questions were just, they didn't stick around too long, the superstars. It was just the questions were asked. They just gave some answers. They left. I, I think that the press conference thing's is a really good idea. They need to flesh out how they use it, though, because how they used it was a bit not quite right let's put it that way not quite right right um let's go into the chat we've uh gone about an hour and 10 minutes there we're gonna stick around for about 15 minutes um and get uh your thoughts uh see what people are saying um let's go over to that right now so uh here we go uh did you know that usos had another brother Yes, he's been down in NXT for a while, so uh, I was aware of that, yes. Uh, Sweet dreams for Drew tonight, says uh, Aram. Yeah, well, he can lie there and think about Tyson Fury singing American Pie to him. And then it felt like that song ended, and it genuinely felt like Drew didn't know what to do. It genuinely felt like Drew was like, I'm at a bit of a loss now. And so he started singing, I think, Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. And a few people joined in with that. And, and, and honestly, the vibe I got was the crowd were a bit like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Are we just going to be singing songs for a little bit? I think the crowd were waiting genuinely, and maybe people at home were waiting as well, to see if something was going to happen. Like, was Bray going to arrive? Was uh, Braun going to arrive? Was something along those lines going to happen? Or are we literally just going to be here singing songs? It was random. It was really random. Uh, Look at Sean Ross Sapp's tweet, says uh, Main Man. Sean Ross Sapp did say that he had some news about Bray that was left field. So I don't know if that has uh, dropped yet. But um, Fightful has learnt as a very out of left field offer on the table for Bray Wyatt. Let's have a look, shall we? And just see uh, what was said. Might as well cover it here. Uh, Fightful, 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 Wrestling News, Fightful. Fightful selects. Um, many have been waiting for a brave return, but it didn't happen at Clash at the Castle. However, we have learned of some interesting notes. As reported, uh, Fightful spoke to believe that a return to WWE is more likely under Triple H, Triple H spoke very highly of Bray in a recent interview. However, they're not the only suitor for Bray. Fightful has learned there is an offer from a startup wrestling company for Bray Wyatt to join. We haven't heard if there's any interest or if it's been accepted, but we're told that it is a serious offer, though that can mean different things to different people. It is heavily implied that it is Freddie Prince Jr.'s company. That's interesting. Freddie Prince Jr. used to do writing for WWE, and he's looking to start his own company. Uh, I don't know what money he's got, but um, seems like there's an offer on the table there. That's interesting. Heavily implied it was Freddie Prince Jr.'s uh, company, though that is not explicitly stated. Upon returning to WWE, it was revealed that uh, Prince. Planned to have Cross featured in his plans, but has now had to adjust. We haven't learned if Wyatt, Wyatt was planned previous to that. We're also told that there is at least some interest in Bray Wyatt from AEW at some point. But we don't know if talks ever happened or if there were any specifics in regards to interest. We heard very early of bray's free agency he was not interested in joining impact so interesting news coming in about bray that news being that freddie prince jr who is a former writer for wwe is starting his own company uh no details of that company and it seems like it's been implied that he would be interested in having bray on his show so very interesting um, a serious offer on the table. I mean, to be honest, with Triple H in charge now, I don't know why Bray wouldn't entertain going back to WWE. It's the biggest uh, company. I would have to think it would probably pay the best. And as long as he can get the kind of creative freedom he would want, or some, like, you know, m- maybe more creative freedom than he had last time, I'd have to think that's that's got to be the most likely landing place. Uh, Steve said, don't you think you should have had more faith in Roman winning, considering Drew was the one standing tall on the go home? No, because Liv won on the go homes for money in the bank. And then she went into money in the bank and um, won there as well. So uh, it is true that in the past you could use that as a bit of a gauge, but there's plenty of examples where that doesn't hold any water, doesn't carry any weight. So, uh, no, that was never an indicator to me. Uh, Arlene said, I think the UK audience got ripped off a little bit. Like, there wasn't a lot of UK pride things. Like, Seamus and Drew lost in the UK. It's true, yeah. I mean, Seamus lost. Drew lost. Pete Dunne was not called Pete Dunne. He was Butch and he wasn't out there for very long. Um, I mean, what else was there? I mean, they did show Leon Edwards, Adrian Street." Uh, Brett, the Bret Hart things were nice, but yeah, I, I have to say it was fine. It was solid, but I think it was lacking. Uh, the vibe I'm getting from you lot is that it was fine. It was solid. But it again, uh, DB Mikey said it was good, but it was not amazing. Um, I'm from Iran. Happy to see you live. Amir, shout out to you. Uh, DB said we got shortchanged by half an hour. Uh, Trey said, have to go. Trey, shout out to you. Dom needed that heel turn, said me name's Bryn Weevil. Uh, Dom needed the heel turn. He's still being coached and told what to do by his own dad. He's old enough to create his own style of wrestling and choices. Uh, Jim said, Howard Stern owes Freddie Prince Jr. a million dollars after making a bet that Prince and Sarah Geller's marriage would last 10 years. Uh, Wrestle with Andy said, Days, what was more iconic? Lex waving the stars and stripes or the lads singing American Pie? That's oh, crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. How did the first. I mean, it's imagine if SummerSlam 92 ended with the British Bulldog losing and Lennox Lewis gets in the ring and he's like, cheer up, Bulldog. Cheer up, Bulldog here we go. I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. I should be so lucky in love. Come on, everyone. I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. I should be so lucky in love. Come on, Davey. Here we go. <laughs> would, would SummerSlam 92 be as iconic if, uh, if that's what had been booked? If that's what had happened? Like, Uh, 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 call me crazy i'd be leaning towards no i don't think it would be as iconic i think it would be infamous to be honest i think we'd still remember it but for very different reasons uh do you think solo will kick sammy out on smackdown i don't know if he'll kick him out but i think it's getting crowded now i think it's going to be harder for the honorary use And it'll be interesting to know how Solo feels, actually, because Jimmy seems to be on board with Sammy. Jay, not so. So how is uh, Solo going to feel? It was an atrocious ending, said Knight. Do you think Roman will now get to a thousand days? I think that uh, Roman's got a great chance, yeah. Just because apparently he's not going to be at Extreme Rules, Survivor Series... I mean, look, I don't know if between now and Survivor Series he's going to lose a belt somehow. He's forced to surrender one or something. Um, So I don't know if that's going to be a challenge for a title or if it's going to be title versus title, which, you know, even if he loses, he doesn't lose his belt. So I I don't know. I mean, Survivor Series is such a weird one. Um, Really, I feel like he's just got to get through Saudi. Whoever his Saudi opponent's going to be is just going to have to survive that. Um, I think if he gets past that, he should get past Survivor Series. And then before you know it, we're at day one. And then we've got to be starting to think about him and Rock. So, yeah, I think there's a really good chance. Uh, Wind said that was literally a Vince McMahon spot. That ending had Vince McMahon written all over it. Uh, I think Clash ending was bad. Wait till All Out, says James uh superhero cat said i was a bit disappointed bray didn't show but i did expect it i'm not sure if he'll show this year but i've got faith he'll show at some point i i just think every time one of these pay-per-views comes around it's just bray 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 but there's nothing there to say that bray's come in what you've got is you've got a lot of fake news merchants right i'm sorry to tell you this you know it anyway They've got a lot of fake news merchants that are spinning fake news stories. And I think what you might want to do is have a look at some of those news sources that you've seen reporting that Brace Come. I've had people telling me there's rumors Bray's Come coming. Did you hear the rumors Bray's coming? Do you think Bray's coming? I had that all throughout the stream. So, I mean, look, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, you there's fake news everywhere. Uh, my advice is, get some sources that you trust and just go to them. Like the sources I trust, the Sean Rossap, Dave Meltzer, Wrestle Votes. If it doesn't come from those guys, I, 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 I approach with caution. I approach with caution. Like if it's not from any of them, I'm like, I approach with caution. Um we did a live stream where I spoke about a slice wrestling report, but I was very clear in that to say, take this with a pinch of salt because this is not a source that I use. And, um, uh, you know, they were saying that like, it's a done deal and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, lesson learned on that. It's a source that I don't use and it's a source that I won't use uh, going forward. But, um, in regards to, you know, fight for and Dave Meltzer and WrestleVotes, I genuinely believe they've got sources. But um, in regards to Bray, my feeling is that he will come into WWE. I think he will. I just felt that today's tonight's show was going to be about, like, UK, go UK. And to be honest, <laughs> they just didn't know how to end the show. I, I, it actually would have been better if Bray had arrived at the end Um, compared to what we ended up getting. I mean, what we got was just pretty crazy. But um, it's going to be interesting to see the fallout of it, see what people have got to say about it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of that ending. Um, It's just weird. It's just strange. I'm all right with... I'm all right with... um, I'm all right with Drew not winning, but I'm just... It's the sing song at the end. Like they needed something better than that. Uh, What did you think about Dominic turning, says Evan? Will he join Judgment Day? Uh, What do I think about uh, him turning? I I think that it was good. I think he needed a refresh. I think he was stale. I think he was in his dad's shadow. So I think it was good. Anna, shout out to you. Anna said, I was getting serious early Eddie Guerrero vibes with Dominic and the longer hair. Could we see a lie, cheat, steal type Dominic? We will see. I hope so, Anna. I really. Do- I, 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 he, it's not going to hurt him, let's put it that way. I think that my stock on Dominic was as low as it was going to be. I don't think that uh, I could get much lower on Dominic. Um, that sounded bad, but, uh, I don't think like I could be more down on him. It just was not doing it for me at all. So I'm quite excited that we're going to do something different now. So, yeah, I think, uh, good, good. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, he could now join judgment day. I could definitely see that happening uh if roman gets past the rock and still has one of the belts when does he lose it maybe summerslam yeah to be honest once we're past a thousand days I'm um, i'm good for him to drop it then so summerslam would be looking pretty good yeah uh at least it's not AEW with 10 hours that's true uh pre-show was decent time normally finishes 10 wish was weird uh we needed bray not don't look back in anger Well said. Well, I don't think I could have said it better, to be honest. We needed Bray, not don't look back in anger. Uh, Joseph said, I loved it. I live in England and I desperately wanted Roman to win. I'm happy. I'm relieved. A thousand days, here we come. Mm -hmm. Uh, That ending made Drew look dumb for me. I can't take him serious now. It's not really his fault. I mean, he's got the heavyweight boxing check. Listen, if if you've just fought a hellacious match and lost... And then the heavyweight boxing champion of the world comes in and goes, come on, sing with me. You're probably going to be like, okay, right, what?" Right. Just, yeah, what? <laughs> do you know what I mean? The boxing heavyweight champion of the world's like, sing American Pie. I'm singing American Pie. My answer is how many times do you want me to sing it? That's my answer. If Tyson Fury gives me a microphone and says, sing American Pie, I'm like, absolutely. You tell me how loud you want me to be uh db mikey said we need to fly out tonight and make it back to america we can't have a long pay-per-view uh amazing show some things could have been done better but in my opinion triple h is the goat when it comes to creative storytelling can't wait to see what he has in store for the near future let's have a look then shall we at uh some of the feedback hopefully uh We've got uh, a few bits and bobs. Yeah, good, actually. We've got a few responses. So, um, 8.5. Wow, that's higher than I am. <laughs> that's much higher than I am. I'm like 6, 625, 6.5 at most. Um, I think there's two great matches. One really good match, and then the rest I can leave. Um some nice stuff. I mean, Dominic's turn's cool. Uh, I'll give it that. You know, if I, Dominic's turn is cool. But as much as I praise Dominic's turn, I have to take points away for that end. I, I have to. I have to take points away for the end. This show ends with Drew losing and having a sing-song with Tyson Fury. It's just bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. I don't know. 8.5 is uh, 9.5 was at number two. Uh, Roman Drew was top. Seamus Gunther, got a couple as well. Gunther Shamus. Uh Liv Morgan winning. Roman, the tribal chief, the head of the table, beating Drew McEnfraud. Uh Roman Reigns retains. Liv winning her title back. She didn't lose it. Uh, main event, enjoyed it. Happy to see Roman win. Glad Solo, Sokoa was there. It was the best match of the night. I agree with that. A uh, dominant heel turn gives him a fresh new attitudes. Mm-hmm. Crowds were amazing. Crowd were amazing. Uh, do you think we can get clash at the White House next year? Clash at the White House. Uh, do you think we could get Roman Fury sometime in the future? And Fury said he is announcing his next fight next week. Who will that be? I, I don't know. I mean, there's a chance it'll be an exhibition. I wonder if it'll be Ungarnu, Francis Ungarnu. I really don't know. I mean, look, Fury said he's retired and the only thing he would come back to do would be the Usyk fight. But it's been very clear that he wants to do exhibitions. So I expect it to be an exhibition that he's going to announce. So I think he'll announce an exhibition. Don't know who against Logan Paul, maybe. Um, Francis Ngannou, maybe. Um, I think it'll be something like that. A Hollywood person, maybe. I don't know uh live retained imperium reunion gunther Sheamus, main event when solo pulled the ref out the ring can't wait until cross dethrones roman uh roman retaining i wanted it to happen i knew i was the minority i didn't think it would be so glorious also really enjoyed shamer gunther it was a physical masterpiece piece gunther Sheamus, and tyson fury knocking out theory Uh, Tyson Fury helping uh, uh, Sokoa. Main event, the ring general abusing uh, Seamus like orphan Annie. Dom becoming a man. Plus Seth Riddle gave us a banger. Overall, fantastic show. Great opener with the hot crowds. Even if it got a bit annoying after a while, Seamus Gunther was probably my match of the night. Just two absolute units slapping meat And destroying each other. Judgment Day against Edge and Ray was fun with a shock end. Um, Half wishing that Dom hit the Eddie shimmy. Mm, Good point. Uh, Riddle, Rollins was a great first entry in their rivalry. Hopefully this gets an Extreme Rules match. Drew versus uh, Roman was solid with a great finish. Drew Tyson, Karaoke was fun. Maybe I am in the minority here. Maybe I am anytime oasis is mentioned it makes me pop the stage was nice gave me uh survive series 2002 um british audience guess it didn't resemble it at all yeah i i, I don't know i might I, I don't know i mean i agree with a lot of your points i don't agree with the karaoke i think it's weird i just i just think like it's weird it's a weird end to the show um gunther seamus gunther us. Okay, let's have a look and see what people uh, say was the downers then. Uh, 17 responses uh, said nothing was a downer. Uh, Drew losing. Uh, Frenchly said days. Uh, Live retaining. The ending of the show, it made no sense. Uh, Hearing that Bad Bunny is coming back, help us all. Tyson Fury singing. Drew losing to Tyson Fury. Uh, The ending of the show, Tyson Fury... The ending. Okay. Uh, I wasn't pleased with Liv versus Shayna. Shayna is a woman who is misused greatly. However, it's hard to pick between them as this, this is Lib's first title win. And Shayna is used to having main roster gold. But I'm hoping it's a women's mid-card belt. Um, Shayna deserves the gold. Uh, Aaliyah and Raquel not defending. Roman winning. Roman cheating. Roman cheated. Roman cheated. I hate to rag on Liv, but it's not believable. There's no way someone who just started MMA training should slap on an armbar on someone like Shayna, I agree. Main event and sing-along. Live match, Live Shayna. The karaoke BS at the end. Should have held that for the crowd, not the TV viewers. Anna, completely agree. No fireworks, no flag, no special guests. There were special guests. They had Leon Edwards, Adrian Street, Bret Hart. Uh, but I agree, no flag, no fireworks. Uh, all felt underwhelming. There was so much Triple H could have done. Didn't leave a great impression. Uh, Butch, no peak done. Singing at the end. Some really, really ending, ending, ending. Lots of endings. Um, Liv Shayna fell flat for me. Liv's definitely improving. Just wasn't a big fan of the match. The Dominic turn, whilst I love it happened, was a bit awkward. Seemed like Dom was confused. Maybe that was the point, but it seemed like Ray and Edge were trying to remind him to turn. Oh, I didn't I, I didn't pick up on that. Uh, the beginning of Drew Roman took a bit long to get into. All the breaks to interact with the crowd got a bit much. The crowd all night were great, but also a bit annoying, especially in the first match. But those are nitpicks. It was an incredible show. Uh, Edge, poor Ding Dong Hello, got kicked out of Cardiff. Uh, the singing at the end. The singing was cringe. Uh, Liv's Match was weak. I really enjoyed the whole show. Sean Ross Sap said did say he has far left out story. Yeah, we just read that on uh on the themes. Um I have to say, I think it is the singing that people are down on, to be honest. I think it is the singing that's left um a weird taste. I don't think it's left a bitter taste. I just think it's left a weird taste in people's mouths. People are I think people are a bit like. What's that? <laughs> What's that? I mean, Triple H said, look, it's time for my flavour now. We've had um, we've had uh, Vince's flavour. It's time for my flavour. And I think people are a bit like, well, it's a weird flavour. It's coconut or something, isn't it? Uh, I don't think we were supposed to see the singing part because Drew did say, I don't know if we're still on the air after Tyson gave him the microphone. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not, and maybe it would have been better if we hadn't. Maybe it just needed a You Did Yourself Proud. But saying that, that would still be a bit flat. It'd be a bit flat. The singing was weird. Seeing the singing was weird. And if it turns out we weren't meant to see it, then I can understand it a bit more. But um, how was the show meant to end then, with Roman just standing tall and you know, Tyson Fury coming over saying, come on, pick yourself up, mate, type thing? Or maybe we, maybe we weren't meant to see the Tyson Fury stuff at all. Perhaps it was meant to end because there is... Uh, I've got the screenshot if we go back to it. If we go back to it here, there is the, this moment on the entrance ramp where Roman's got both belts. That's before the singing. That's before Tyson... I mean, Tyson's got in the ring. Tyson actually shakes Roman's hand. I really thought he was knocking him out. Tyson gets in the ring. I don't think I mentioned this during the review. But he actually gets in the ring and at that point I think he's about to spark him out. He shakes his hand. I mean, just the whole thing is weird. Roman leaves with the belts and I wonder if that's where it should have ended. Perhaps we shouldn't have seen like Tyson going over and uh, like, you know, uh, saying, get up, mate. Come on, let's sing this. Uh, Maybe that maybe you're right. Maybe that should have just been for the live crowd. crazy. Crazy. Uh, there's going to be some acquired taste going on with this transition. Shirley said, I kind of hated it. It was cringe and condescending. Drew doesn't need a pick up from anyone. Uh, should have done it on the pre-show. Not right after he loses. Mm. Uh, I like the Roman match. I like the gunth match. I agree. Uh, days. We, could we get solo winning the title from Bobby? It would be street fighter versus UFC fighter. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know that. I mean, Bobby is someone that's, you know, highly trained. Um, I, I don't know that I look at Solo as really being on Bobby's level, to be honest. But that's down to them to book him to make me see him that way. So. Yeah, Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I would have liked Drew to have stayed in the ring, soaked up the crowds, uh, not act like he was in a pub on a Saturday night. Uh, The the singing didn't lower my score because it was just the least important part of the show, says Airflow. I think it was an important part for me because my thoughts were Drew was going to win. And if Drew wasn't winning, how were we sending the crowd home happy? What What were we booking? So for me, as soon as Drew wins, my immediate thought becomes... Right, what are we doing here? How how are they booking this? What how, what are you doing? As soon as I didn't expect Roman to win, so as soon as he did, it was like, wow, okay. What have you got? What have you got? Impress me. What have you got because that's not what I would have booked. So, what have you got? And what he had was a flipping sing-song. So, yeah, I, I do understand the argument. It's not an important part of the show. In many ways, the show's ended, or the matches are over. But um, I thought it was so interesting that Roman had retained. Um, I was like, and also, you know, 30 years since SummerSlam, you know, if if SummerSlam 92 had ended with Brett winning, it would have been similar. You know, what have you got, Vince? You know, you're at Wembley, crowd going crazy for the Bulldog. You've just had Bret Hart win, so what's your plan? How are you sending the crowd home happy? So um I was really interested to find out and uh well wow, we found we found out, didn't we? We found out. Uh what did you think of the press conference? AEW UFC do it, but I didn't think WWE would do it. Um I I thought that it was I like press conferences, I just didn't think it was executed very well. I think you. there is nothing that comes out of that press conference that trends apart from, believe it or not, Tyson Fury saying that he's going to announce a fight soon. So actually, the one thing that comes out of it is Tyson Fury's announcing a fight and also uh, Triple H is going to have a meeting with Bad Bunny. So it looks like he might get Bad Bunny back. God, I, I mean, like that's in all fairness, the kind of information you want to find out. You want some you know, I shouldn't tell you this, but here it is type stuff. Like that's the stuff you want from those press conferences. But honestly, if if the biggest takeaway is um, Tyson Fury is going to announce a fight, good for him, but it's not wrestling related. And Bad Bunny is going to come back. Like, whew, I just, I, I would have liked someone else to have come out of the press conference. But I like it as a format and I think they should keep it. I just think they need to think a little more about how they're going to use it because um, I don't think it was used very well tonight. Um, you know, SmackDown, Sammy received flowers, which were said to be from The Rock. Do you think there were teas in his return? Uh, it, it said TikTok on them. So that was from Carrion. Carrion's catchphrase is TikTok and the flowers. There was a card that said TikTok of the Dandy said, if Roman keeps the title till Mania, I think it'll be slightly shy of a thousand days. Nay, he hold it till SummerSlam. Yeah, he needs to get past Mania, but if he's facing Rock, I really don't think Rock's beating him for the title. So I think as soon as he gets past Mania, I think it's largely done. I don't think there's much in his way then, so... Um, why was Tyson kissing butt on both guys? Pick a side, said John. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I did not expect him to shake Roman's hand. I really, really didn't. I really didn't. I I thought he was knocking him out. Because in many ways, look, Roman and his cousin have just cheated Drew. Drew's from Scotland. Drew's British, you know. uh, Tyson Fury's from England. He's British. He's just, you know, screwed his fellow countrymen. And yeah uh, he shakes his hand i don't know it was, it was strange um but the commentator said it was from the rock uh I, I don't know it said tiktok on the card so that's carry him. uh but by the bath, roman reaches a thousand days in february i don't think he does to be honest i think it is after wrestlemania um they're holding out for cody said kingdom uh i thought he would turn heel that would have been better than this said shola dad stuff said sorry if i missed it but do you think this is the start of a long build for father son at wrestlemania i think it's going to be really hard to build that match because in no way is ray gonna want that match dominic might because dominic's got a lot to gain from it by beating his dad his dad's a legend Ray's got nothing to gain from it. Ray is not going to want to fight his son, is he? Um, I mean, his wife is not going to allow it. In what world is Ray's wife, Dominic's mom going to allow Ray to have a match with the son? So uh, we're going to need a real good reason. I think anything Dominic does to Ray is not going to be good enough. He's going to have to start threatening the family and, if he starts doing that and Ray has got no choice, give me a match or, you know, I'll do some to the family type thing. Um, could be really interesting. So I don't know. I don't know where the end result is. It might just be that we don't get any Ray, uh, father, son, Ray, Dominic matches, but Dominic just joined uh, Judgment Day and then just goes off. So it'll be interesting to see which way they go with it, to be honest. My name's Ben Weevil. Said I think Giovanni needed to join Gunther again. Uh, Seeing the three of them together look good. Having one just looks a bit strange. Uh, Michael said, "Didn't you have a problem with Shaquille O'Neal and Snoop Dogg?" Yep. And the rapper that punched someone in the face, Jim Carrey in Royal Rumble. There are plenty. Yep. I hate them all. (laughs) I hate all celebrities. So uh, I hope that answers your question. Um, celebrities in wrestling is not a problem if they are guest timekeepers, if they're special ring announcers, guest commentators, uh, backstage interviewers, managers. It just no in no realm should they be stepping into the ring having a match because these are meant to be the best of the best. I've said it before: you do not get this in UFC. You don't have celebrities going to UFC, stepping into the UFC, competing against UFC fighters. Do you know why? Because UFC fighters are the best on the planet. They are highly trained, the very, very best on the planet. And if a celebrity like Bad Bunny or Jim Carrey or whoever was to step into the ring, they would be going to hospital. They would be destroyed and I think that same energy should be brought in with WWE. And I know it's sports entertainment and it's all meant to be fun and all this kind of stuff, but I think there is, I think it's really important that these wrestlers are seen as being legit and are seen as being like, you know, able to handle themselves. Like we're meant to watch them week in, seeing them as being the best. Like what WWE give us is meant to be the best. We're meant to be seeing the very, very best. WWE prides itself as being the market leader. Well, if you're the market leader, then you are giving us the best wrestlers. And if you're not giving us the best wrestlers, why aren't you giving us the best wrestlers? Why aren't you giving us the best? So, you know, if you was to ask who is the best, you know, Seth will say it's him. Roman will say it's him, blah, 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 blah. In no world or realm should a celebrity be able to step into a ring with the best and be able to compete and hit canadian destroyers and all this kind of stuff it's ridiculous so my my feelings on it are very clear but i've expressed those feelings many many times and i don't care what celebrities it is so uh yeah i uh, uh i don't think uh there's a place for them well there's a place but they just shouldn't be getting in the ring um Tyson Fury acted like he didn't see Solo cheat by helping Roman retain. So he should have KO'd Roman, says uh, Ada. Uh, Bobby versus Miz has been made for Raw in a US title match in a cage. Uh, You're the one that said it. You didn't want to acknowledge, then don't say it. I'm the one that said what? What did I say? That I don't think celebrities should be in the ring. I'd stand by that. I stand by it. Uh, Jake Campbell said, I'm excited for Raw. Strowman will be interesting. Uh, Alex said, days driving home had a life-sized figure wrecking truck trunk, truck honk at us, walked past British Bulldog's daughter, but didn't pester her. Uh, hope you had fun, dude. Hope you had fun. Uh, Mr. Cardinal said, Bret Hart carried Davey in that match. Bulldog was drunk. Uh, Days, uh, you're fine with Logan and Tyson, but not Bad Bunny. Why is that? Oh, I've explained this so many times, and you know the answer to this. You know the answer to this. Uh, you, there's no way, Edward, you've been on these streams as many times as you have, and you don't know the answer to this. In my opinion, Tyson Fury is the heavyweight boxing champion of the world. So he can step into the ring, throw hands. And he is going to be able to stand a chance, isn't he? He can knock someone out. If they're running in to try and grab a hold of him and try and take him down, he can smack them in the face and potentially knock them out. If he knocks them out, he can then pin them, one, two, three. Tyson Fury brings actual skills into a wrestling ring. He is, uh, he can knock people out. It's as simple as that. He can use his hands. He's got good footwork. He can evade. He's got good head movement. And more than that, he can knock people out or he can certainly use his jab to keep people away. Um, So Tyson Fury, heavyweight boxing champion of the world, can step into a wrestling ring and has got some skills which is going to allow him to uh, perform in a a ring. So I don't want to see him do drop kicks and clotheslines and things along those lines, but I don't mind him stepping into a ring because he's a fighter. He's a trained fighter. I mean it's as simple as that, is a trained fighter. It's the same as why when Rhonda's in there, it's not a problem. She's she didn't she's not a pro wrestler. She's a trained fighter. She came from the UFC, but she's very believable because she's a highly trained fighter. Now, you know, you want to talk about comedians or singers or dancers or reality stars. It's a different, different conversation. It's a completely different conversation. You know, basketball stars, NFL stars, NHL stars, soccer stars, none of these are trained fighters. They're not trained fighters. So for me, if you're a trained fighter, if you've had training in fighting, then I can, I can tolerate it. I still don't love it, right? It's still not something that I look for in wrestling, but I can tolerate it. But if you are um, just a celebrity, you know, snooky comes to mind, for example. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a, it's just a cash grab, isn't it? It's just they're trying to get their fans, and uh, I just think it's a bit cheap. It's not what I look for in wrestling, and um, you know, it is what it is. The world goes round. It'll never change. It's been that way for a long, 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 long time. So. Um, Yeah, I would imagine that people that watch this channel on a regular basis are fully aware of my feelings on that. And I know there's people that don't agree with that. And that is absolutely fine. If you don't agree with that and you think different, that is absolutely fine. But I'm very, very certain as to how I feel on it. So, yeah, not thrilled at the bad bunny news. Not thrilled at the bad bunny news. Uh, Kingdom said Fury ought to hold out for Usyk because he was retired already. Uh, What is going to hurt to wait for Usyk? Well, in all fairness, he said he didn't want to wait for him. Um, We'll do seven more minutes and then we're done. We'll do seven more minutes and then we're done. Um, Yeah, he he was very clear. He's like, look, if you want the fight, I need this much money by this much date. And Usyk's turned around and said, nah, I can't do it by that date. I can do next year. Well, Tyson Fury's not interested Tyson Fury is not interested. He's got other offers on the table, and so he's going to go for them instead. So, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get that match now. I mean, you know, Usyk said he wants Fury, but Usyk seems to want to do it. He wants Fury on his date, whereas Fury's like, I'm ready to go later this year. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll get that match or not now. He was implying not, so um according to matt riddle's ex-wife becky is skinny fat thoughts i don't know just seems like drama doesn't it i mean uh, any kind of body shaming is unacceptable so you know she was wrong to say those things but i never actually saw the comments to be honest so uh, i didn't see exactly what she was said uh If Roman enters Mania as champion, then he would be a thousand days as champion. Mm, That's not what I've heard. That's not what I've heard. I mean, in all fairness, we've got 200 odd days to go. So I don't think that's true. I think it is after Mania. I think it is after Mania. I've never sat down and actually um, worked it out. I mean, but I've had people tell me that it's after Mania. Uh, definitely had fun, said uh, Alex. I'll definitely going to rewatch and see if the crowd noise came through. Oh, they did. Yeah, the crowd were great. Crowd were great. Crowd were really, really good. Uh, Taker was not supernatural, but Kane was because he was burnt alive, says Kevin. Uh, Sonny, shout out to you um five more minutes yeah five minutes five minutes and then we'll uh, shoot cuz um we've already gone about 25 minutes over than what I was uh, planning on doing but so much to go through so much to talk about i wanted to make sure that uh, we definitely covered everything <clears throat> uh kane said i'm going to stop after this but sammy wins money in the bank next year cashes in on uh on Roman at payback for turning on him he loses where he began um I like Sammy cashing in and I like Sammy being the one to be honest uh Jim said uh, I've worked out Roman Reigns's thousandth day is May 27th so there we go it is after it is after Wrestlemania May 27th uh, every time I see a comment that I've said for months, people say I'm copy of them it, um say if he leaves Mania, then he will be over a thousand days because Mania is in April. But that's uh, apparently he's, it's got to be. That's not what Jim just said. So, uh, no, uh, I think if he leaves Mania with the belts, he's still got work to do. Uh, I don't know what Jim just said, May 23rd, something like that. So, uh, no, he, he, if he leaves Mania with it, it's still not a done deal that he gets to a thousand days. Uh, 100% agree. They're not called professional athletes, superstars for a reason. Why should a pop star come along, <clears throat> even win a title? Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Cough, cough, Davids. Um,. What, Arqu- Arquette? I mean, even he didn't want to win it. Even he thought that was a joke. Um, Becky Lynch is a spectacular shape. I don't know what Riddle's baby mama was talking about. Uh, did you not like Zane Knoxville? Was no crazy moves, just silly. end of show was cringe. Um, yeah, I mean, Zayn Knoxville is just a really weird match. Uh, to, to answer your question, no, I could have done without it. Um, I absolutely could have done without it. I think that they made it fun. They uh, they definitely made it fun. I can see what they were going for, but I mean, look, there's stuff in that that's just the the, the giant kind of mousetrap thing at the end that doesn't really work. And like Sammy's like having to it, Sammy's having to hold it on himself and like pretend he can't get out when um, you know, if you go back and watch it like the end of that doesn't even work. And, you know, there's loads of outside interference. It's it's a jackass, fun-filmed kind of match, which, uh, to be honest, I just could have done without. Uh, it, it it wasn't something that I hated. It wasn't something that I was, like, completely down on, like this is a disgrace or anything like this. Um, I just don't have that kind of energy towards it. I mean, it's the same with Bad Bunny. When When I'm watching Bad Bunny, I'm not, like, you know pulling my hair out, saying this is a disgrace to wrestling. I just don't have that level of anger towards it because I know what it is. I've accepted it for what it is. I I know that it is WWE trying to get new fans. Like, I know what it is. So, you know, it it is what it is. It's just not for me. What I want to watch is I want to watch Gunther and Sheamus. I want to watch Asuka. I want to watch Roman. I want to watch... You know Johnny Gargano. I want to watch the best. I want to watch. I want to watch people trying to be the best. And I understand that uh, within wrestling, there's a place for comedy. I I don't know that that place is actually in the ring, though. To be honest, I mean, this is where you can go into comedy uh, in matches like Orange Cassidy, like Danhausen, and kind of go into a whole world of you know how do you feel about all of that now. You know, that's, that's a conversation for a different time. But uh, for me, the kind of stuff I like to watch is l- legit. I like to watch people that are really trying to become the best and be the best. And I think there's absolutely a place for comedy. But I think that place is out of the ring. Uh, I don't think it's in the ring. I think it's out of the ring. So, yeah, look, I totally could have done without the Knoxville match. Totally could have done without it. Uh, but... Bu- 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 uh thoughts on Eva Marie joining the bloodline um I don't see it happening uh are you streaming on football days again uh no no plans uh JB out and Corbin could be good though that could be good that could be good uh James says don't F with Danhausen." uh but, but there we go I think we're done I think we've answered everything I think we've done everything uh trini says uh you mean you don't think cardi b should be women's champion uh, pinning ronda clean listen i don't mind cardi b but even i'll be the first to say no i don't i don't think she should <laughs> i don't at all so i'm glad we've if nothing else Trinny. i'm glad we've uh, tidied and cleaned that up so uh guys thank you so much i hope you uh enjoyed clash at the castle i think seeing uh, a bit of enthusiasm for it probably ended my score on about six point five i was honestly about six six two five but I think chatting with you guys and seeing uh, a bit of positivity from the community I'm gonna settle on a six point five so six point five clash at the castle from me i think you lot were eight point five so a bit of a distance to be honest between us but um Hey, ho, it is what it is. Uh, plenty of talking points. I appreciate that. I appreciate the crowd in particular. For me, the MVP of tonight is no wrestler. It is the crowd. And, um, you know, fair play to them. They did, they did their jobs and they did us proud. So uh, absolutely awesome. So thanks a lot for uh, joining us. We are back tomorrow for plenty of things that are going to be, uh, underway. We've got, uh, AEW all out. We've got, uh, Worlds Collide. It's a busy, busy day. So yeah, thanks a lot for watching. Really appreciate it. And, uh, I will hopefully, uh, see you again next time. Bye for now.